0: Hi, I'm Ella Gray and welcome back to the Key of E podcast. This week I will be breaking down Lover by Taylor Swift. Uh, This is her seventh album and it came out in 2019 and this album didn't really, I don't know, I think people look at it as just kind of like bubblegum pop and I don't know, it didn't really get the best reviews I think because the singles that she chose were just not like the peaks of the album and so she picked uh we had me and you need to calm down as like our i guess like idea for what the album was gonna sound like and everybody was like if it's gonna sound like this we're not looking forward to it which makes me sad because this album has amazing songs i mean literally i think it really does come down to like what radio singles she chose There's a lot of songs on this album. There's 18, and so I don't think I'll be able to get to all of them, but I really want to talk about a few of them. I'm going to start out with Cruel Summer. I just love the overall sound of this song and how it's kind of like angsty, and I think this is a very high point in the album. This song is very lyrically strong and melodically strong. It has a great hook. The chorus is so catchy. What doesn't kill me makes me want you more. That's a great line. But I'm going to play the the very iconic bridge. this song sounds so happy, but she's, like, just screaming, and it's amazing, and I think that's why it's one of, um, a lot of Swifties love this song. Rightfully so. I do, too. Let's move on to track five, which is The Archer, and I really love the vulnerability in this song. I feel like we get to see it. It reminds me of, um, lyrically of, like, Mirrorball. It's very vulnerable, and she just kind of talks about how You know, we we think of Taylor and we're like, oh my gosh, like, she's rich and famous, like, she never deals with, you know, self-loathing, but, like, we're all human and we all do, unfortunately, and I just like that it makes her feel more human. four on the floor like beat kind of drives it she's kind of rushing like it sounds like it's a stream of like consciousness like she's it it sounds like a it's a thought that she's just singing and she sounds like she's about to cry and it's really powerful i think it's powerful and it's very relatable um yeah i think it's a great track five it's very emotional as a track five should be on a taylor album okay let's move to track nine which is cornelia street I love this song. This is my favorite song off of Lover. Um, I think that it's really interesting. I've seen some theories that, like, track nines are also really emotional. Like, we have You're Not Sorry and um, Enchanted, uh, Coney Island, This Is Me Trying, and Cornelia Street, and I think this song is emotional, not in a sad way, but in, like, almost like an overwhelming way, just a, a bunch of emotions put into one song. Here's Cornelia Street. it just sounds very, like, mystical. We were a fresh page on the desk filling in the blanks as we go, as if the streetlights pointed in an arrowhead leading us home. That's so beautiful because it shows, like, the beginnings of a relationship and, like, how things can start out and you're like, I don't know how this is gonna go. We're just gonna have to wait and see and see what happens and it's, like, kind of spontaneous, which I think is hard for a lot of people to, like, be spontaneous. Um, yeah, I think it, it feels it feels like it sounds like it feels new and it feels exciting but also like scary that's the kind of heartbreak time could never mend I'd never walk Cornelia Street again it shows how we can like attach emotions and feelings to like places or like different like smells or sounds like that that could bring back memories to us and it's like there's certain songs like that at least for me like I can't listen to anymore because I'm like oh that has a bad memory <laughs> attached to it or like you associate that with, like, a person that you're not with anymore or something, and I think especially, I mean, our, our girl loves this thing about New York, so it's, like, she's had a lot of good times in New York and a lot of bad times, so it's, like, a city full of probably some trauma, but also some, like, really amazing stories, too, and so she's associating, um, this love with Cornelie Street, and I think it kind of comes back to that, too, the, um, when she says, I get mystified by how this city screams your name she's now associated you know this person with this whole entire city with all of New York and all of Cornelia Street and her place that she rented and it's like now his name is just written all over it and she can't see it without seeing him it fits into the like vibe of lover and it it I don't know this song is read to me um, I hear it as the color red. And, um, if you're curious about what I'm talking about, you can listen to my first episode. Um, but yeah, it's red. It makes me think of just love and, um, just kind of like happiness, but also like fear because as, as people, we can't help but be like, at least for me, maybe just cause I'm a cynic, but it's just like, oh my gosh, this could fall apart. Then this would be ruined am I wasting my time am I wasting wasting my emotions am I wasting these experiences but like no because everything happens for a reason let's move on to another one of my favorites which is track 10 Death by Thousand Cuts <laughs> When this song started for the first time, when I heard it, I was like, what is going on? This is different. And then I loved it. (laughs) My first thought was that the electric guitar part in the back sounds like something from Hannah Montana, (laughs) which is ironic because Taylor has written for uh, Hannah Montana the movie before, Before, but I just, I don't know. It's just kind of funny. It sounds like kind of Disney Channel, but, like, in a good way. I don't know. It, feel, it feels like it's a coming-of-age song, and it sounds happy, but, like, the song is dark. It's called Death by a Thousand Cuts. Like, if you were like, oh, yeah, Metallica opened with Death by a Thousand Cuts, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that sounds about right. Like, I just, I don't know. It, it doesn't sound like a Taylor song. I think that's cool. It's, like, almost alarming. I want to talk about this part because um people call this the swifty pledge which i think is really funny because like this is just so fun to sing my heart my hips my body my load trying find a part of me that you didn't touch gave up on me like i was a bad drug now i'm so- When I gig, uh, I play this song, and that part is a mouthful. It's really hard to sing. It's a lot of words. Paper cut stains from my paper thin plans. Oh my gosh. This song is in the key of E, by the way. I feel like I need to point that out every time. Every time a song's in the key of E, I'm like, guys, this was made to be talked about on the Key of E podcast. Let's go to False God. I never really gave this song a chance until I got the vinyl. Now I listen to it because it's a vibe and it's different and people are like, oh, this does not belong on Lover, but I don't really know what it belongs on, but I'm, I'm here for it. I mean, listen. There's a saxophone solo. Come on. I love a saxophone solo. I just love a saxophone. I should buy a saxophone and learn to play it. That'd be so sick. That does not fit me. I don't have, like, a fedora either. I feel like you got to wear, a, like, a cool hat to play the saxophone, and I don't have that. Yeah, I don't... Maybe that's why I like the song so much, because there's a saxophone in it, but it's cool, and, like, it's got a great groove. I'm gonna move to It's Nice to Have a Friend, and this song was... I clinged to it originally when this album came out, and I didn't really know why. Um, She said that this kind of tells the story of, like, what would happen if she met Joe, um like, as a kid, and if she grew up with them, because that's everyone's, like, like, everybody wants that little story where they're like, oh, we were next-door neighbors, like, they want to be Cory and Topanga, which, duh, I mean, who wouldn't want to be, but, again, everything happens for a reason, and it's all in good timing, so it's, like, it makes sense that they met when they did, but I don't know, I I just think it's a really cute, like, what-if kind of song, It's very like mysterious to me um and I think that's why I liked it I loved like the instrumentation of it like it's very weird there's like a like a a steel drum kind of sound I don't really know what what how you would describe that like it kind of sounds haunting in a way and there's like This, like, trumpet part, uh, I guess, kind of near the bridge. If you told me that this song would have, like, a trumpet in it, I'd be like, what? But it fits beautifully, and it makes sense, and I can't imagine hearing the song without it, like, it just makes sense. I don't know, I don't know why it does, but it does, and the, like, the bells at the end, like, right before she says the church bells ring, walk me home, rice on the ground, looks like snow, um, it just fits, like, it all blends nicely, and on paper, it doesn't seem like it would blend nicely, but I really love this song, and it makes me sad that it gets overlooked sometimes, because I think it's, like, a, it's really beautiful, and it tells a story from, like, start to finish, and, I could not imagine a better way for this album to end, like, other than Daylight. This song is so beautiful, and I feel like it looks back at her past relationships and kind of compares them, which, you know, you can't help but compare, but it compares them in a good way of all of the lessons that she's learned and how she used to think um, love would be black and white, but it's golden, and she used to think... Love would be burning red, but it's golden. And every time I hear that line, it just chills. It's golden like daylight (laughs) um this song is um in the key of c which i hear as red it gives me the chills because she used to think love would be burning red and i hear this song as red and she says but it's golden and this song feels golden like i feel very warm like it feels like you're um watching a sunrise so I think in my head, love would sound burning red, but real love would feel golden. I don't know if that makes any sense, but it makes sense in my crazy, chaotic brain. I love how this album ends. I think it's beautiful. And it just shows that there's so many different kinds of love. And she talks about so many different kinds of love. And I think that that's what lover is and I love it (laughs) um next week we will be talking about folklore and I'm really excited because my favorite Taylor Swift song of all time is on folklore and it's not what you would think and I honestly could make a whole episode about this one song but you'll figure that out next week or you could just go to my TikTok and look at my song sorter before though I'm gonna pull up my song sorter I have my top uh, 20 Taylor Swift songs of all time, which is impossible to rank. And there's two songs from Lover on here. At number 15, I have Cornelia Street. I absolutely love this song. And at number 10, I have Death by a Thousand Cuts. Um, I really love this song. It's fun to sing. Um, And it's also kind of, I just realized it's at 10 and it's also a track 10, which is cool. So those are the two songs from Lover that I have on my um, song sorter my top 20 taylor swift songs if you're curious about what the rest of that looks like it's on my tiktok um at ella.gray and yeah if you want to hear me sing um instead of talk you can go there too uh yeah i hope you guys enjoyed and i'll see you next week